Now, our gospel story is a true powerhouse today. It reminds us that even in 2021, we can't always see the way forward. Even if we get everything that we understand as correct as we know it, even then, it should not be a shock to us when we find that God is greater than we can even imagine. I'm going to start off by saying what we think about when we think about God actually matters to us as human beings. It matters in the very way we live our lives as the people of God. And this is the whole driving force of today, the observation and celebration of the Holy Trinity. Now, the undivided church thought long and hard about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In fact, it took the church well over 200 years of getting together before it could finally, in Constantinople during the year 381, finally say that the Holy Spirit was divine. From Ignatius to St. Basil of Caesarea, it was a fascinating journey to get to that point. One of alliances and excommunications, rehabilitations, treachery, politics, and fistfights, as only Christians can do when we seek to understand God. <laughs> For all the trouble and the prayers and the true joy throughout the ages, for all that has led us to the formulation and experience of the Trinity, there are certain elements that seem to reoccur throughout the life of faith and ministry in a parish. You see, the celebration of this Trinity Sunday recalls to us the fact that our God is one who reveals and is revelatory. We remain amazed that the people of God hear and read so much scripture, enough to know large portions of it by heart. And still, and still, the word of God speaks to us in new ways, year by year. I find this fascinating. Humans are the creation of a personage who finds avenues for us to experience the great I am in new ways. The people of God are also reminded that the Trinity actually clarifies the distinction between the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and God. The idea of the Trinity tells us there is so much more to God than whatever we can conceive within our finite minds. And both of these elements are deeply embedded and are essential to our understanding of today's gospel and to our own individual spiritual journeys. We see these two elements come together for Nicodemus during that night encounter he had with Jesus. Now, Nicodemus was an amazing 
man by all accounts, seriously educated. He had climbed the ladder of his profession to the very top, an accomplished leader, one who was charged with guiding the people of Israel in worship as well as teaching them the same law that Moses gave. Nicodemus was grounded in accomplishments and faith. And yet we can only guess the reasons he chose to meet with Jesus that night. The gospel simply doesn't say. Now granted, there was a lot going on in Israel during this time, especially in Jerusalem, uprisings, regime changes, outright revolts against Roman rule were never good for the ordinary people of God. And as we read this gospel again and again, the weight on the shoulders of Nicodemus seems palpable. It feels as if he is looking for God's deliverance from every quarter. And surprisingly, through his conversation with Jesus, he discovers not only a confirmation of the faith that has for decades been part and parcel of his very soul. He also heard words that confirmed that prophecy of Isaiah, that that was being worked out, that a new thing was being done. Man, I get shivers when I read the story. God was doing a new thing right in front of the eyes of Nicodemus. And that shift that Nicodemus experienced that night can and still does happen to believers even today. We have these God shifts, these revelations of God all the time in our spiritual lives. Like Nicodemus, we too live in challenging times when life exhausts us. When work or our family relations begin sliding sideways on us, from whom do we seek for guidance and strength? We also have come to know the power of being open when God starts to move in our lives. In the gospel, we see Nicodemus changed from a mere leader of Israel no doubt weighed down with the state of his beloved country, perhaps wondering how to keep the faith of Israel alive under a pagan military occupation. And then, and then we see Nicodemus emerge as a man who has experienced an epiphany. The gospel shows Nicodemus just a few chapters later speaking in support of the Lord in front of all those who would see Jesus suffer. And a few more chapters after that, we see Nicodemus bringing ointment to the tomb of Jesus for his broken body. He was now a man of revelation by receiving Jesus' teachings on the fullness of God. We see Nicodemus change because 
He was already well-versed in his own scriptures. We know this. He already knew of God. He already knew the prophecy of the Messiah. He knew how the Spirit had hovered over the waters of creation. Even Nicodemus could learn something new about God. You see, Jesus gave Nicodemus a new vision of God, different and so much deeper than the one that he already knew. This is why it matters what we think about God. No matter how experienced we are, we have to be open so we do not miss what the Lord has for us as the people of God and as a parish of God. Now, to be sure, it is a shame that we don't get to read about every step of his transformation. But had Nicodemus not been open to that prophecy of Isaiah and made his journey to a most unpromising rabbi that fateful night, his story would have been very different. Had Nicodemus not had his revelation, perhaps our own story would be different also. Nowhere else in Scripture do we see a model of faith and trust quite like this. Think about the faith and trust it must have taken for the 32 families, 32 families who met at a Boy Scout hut in Gore Park in 1945, 100 degree heat. From the $31 on that first, very first collection plate, it could not have looked very promising. Friends, $31. And from those humble beginnings, here we are. From an empty field on the corner of Douglas and Colgate to our parish today that we see, we too are a family of revelation. We are a product of the power of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit working within each one of us. No matter how tired we became, how long we had to deal with a pandemic, the challenges of the past 75 years, the people of this parish have always gone to the refreshing well of the Trinity and that, friends, has made all the difference. This day, we are invited to re-examine how we think about God. Are we being called to create fresh expressions of ministry that speak in new ways to us? Are we being called to new ways to engage our members how are we seeing God move among us? We as St. Michael remain confident and optimistic. We are unafraid to move in unexpected directions led by the Spirit. We preach Christ crucified. We worship the triune God. And we seek the future with faith and trust that all will be well. All will be well. 
We know what it's like as a parish to be surprised by the power of our God as we answer our own call to worship, to love, and to serve our neighborhood and city and well beyond. May God's peace and power and strength continue to dwell among us and in each one of us, especially on this weekend, as we remember those in military service who gave their lives in service to our nation. They will never be forgotten here. Amen.